live from the frozen attic of a barn studios here in lovely Harrisville, Pennsylvania. It's the Asylum Football Inside Plant. Mr. Briggs is in the building taking care of some fitness. Hopefully he will join me here very shortly. It is the playoffs. Week 14 is upon us. Most leagues, at least your good leagues, are starting your playoffs now. You don't want to be playing uh, your championship game in week 17 when Cam Newton and Demarius Thomas and Gronk and all your stars are taking the day off or taking a half off. So hopefully you're starting to play off today. About half of you were winning, win, do or die, winning your end last week. You're all there now, so you got to have it. We got everything you need, a ton of news, so, some weird news. Hopefully we can get Rick up here. A couple things I want to discuss with him. Rick will get the chat room rolling when he gets here, so just sit tight. Hopefully it's only going to be a minute or two. I'm going to hop into some of the headlines here, less groundbreaking, the stuff that requires a little less discussion, and then we'll uh, we'll get into the real good stuff when Rick makes it up. Up here to the attic, the, the, the spirits, the ghosts may be, may be holding him down there, the evil forces. Uh, all the news out this week, Phil Rivers has the flu, reports this morning. He's expected to go, I think, in this day and age. They pump you up full enough of that good IV juice, whatever that, whatever's in that, good stuff, whatever it is. They'll get him going, so he should play. I, I got to tell you what, though, there are very few scenarios this week where, where I'm going to play a Phil Rivers, to be quite honest with you. you know, down at the end of my uh, news sheet here, news sheet, I see that Dontrell Inman and Stevie Johnson are out this week for the Chargers. So you got River sick. You got Inman. Who would ever thought you would have cared that Dontrell Inman was out? But I think this is significant. Stevie Johnson also out for the Chargers. So here's your Chargers uh, wide receiver core. Malcolm Floyd, Javante Herndon. Let, let me know if you heard of him. They bring back Vincent Brown. Remember that name? Uh, he would pop his head up about every three weeks. And, and a young man by the name of Tyrell Williams. So how much of that do you want if you're a fantasy owner, if you're a Phillip Rivers owner? Antonio Gates obviously still there. Danny Woodhead just completely disappeared. His disappearing act has continued. I think you got to avoid your charges. I think Antonio Gates is about the only one you mess with at this point. And even then, I'm worried about him. Yeah, he's a, he's about impossible to take away. I grant you, I understand that, but he can certainly be limited if you have a better option. We get a lot of Gates or Barnage, a lot of Gates or, or that type of that level of tight end question. The, the answer this week may be the other guy. Quite frankly, you know, I'm not going to go as far down as a, as a Heath Miller as somebody like that. But there's guys I would play ahead of Antonio Gates this week, and that isn't often the case. To be honest with you, it's so very strange. Rashard Matthews will be out this week with a rib injury. I mean, what's a good matchup for for Miami on Monday night going up against that giant secondary? Could be a big week for Jarvis Landry. Could be a big week for, for uh, Parker, quite frankly, who sort of had his breakout last week in the absence uh, of Rashard Matthews. So keep an eye on that. One that is of the uh, utmost interest to me, Jordan Matthews all of a sudden tweaked something in his back midweek, now questionable to play, something I'm monitoring closely. Uh, potential flex play, I think, for people. He makes me nervous being so touchdown dependent. He's not getting the targets. He doesn't have the, the catches in the yard you would expect. This guy coming into the year, I expected to, quite frankly, be a bit of a PPR hawk where maybe the yardage would be held down. You're worried about his drops, but he'd see a ton of targets. That just, frankly, hasn't been the case for Jordan Matthews. So something to monitor there 
no news as of this morning what's happening with Jordan Matthews. So it uh, looks like we got we got our boy Jersey on the line. I will hop to him, and hopefully Mr. Briggs can uh, find his way up to the attic here real soon. Jersey, good morning. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How you doing, man? Hey, Junior beat that guy last week by about 13 points because Octavius uh, Bryant went off with 26 points in the game. He got like like 12 from Gus. Now he's going against him again because they both were 8-5, but he scored more points than Junior in the year. They were, they were number one and two scoring teams in the league. Here's, here's Junior's dilemma. He got 17.3 from, from Johnson, and he got 12 from uh, Arizona kicker. The guy, the guy he's going against got 15 points from Peterson. So this, guy, this guy's got Fitzpatrick, McCoy, A.J. Green, Marshall, you know, Parker, Olsen, Woodhead, Panthers, defense. Here, here's what Junior's question is. He's actually got three. He's used Dalton the last couple of weeks. He got rid of Matt Ryan and picked up Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson scares me where he could put points up against Baltimore, but also Seattle's defense with Jimmy Clausen quarterbacking in there could get two defensive touchdowns, and maybe they don't need to ride the front arm of Russell. So the question is, does he go with Dalton or Russell? It's a PPR league. Bonus points, if it's a point for every 20 yards passing, you get 300 yards passing, you get five bonus points, six first touchdown. Um, so he wants to know Dalton or Russell. And then running back, does he go Grilby, McFadden, or where? And then in play end, does he go Barnett or uh, Stefan Jenkins from New Orleans? Sorry for a lot. All right. So we got a lot to break down there. That that first yeah. one, the, quarter, the quarterback's question is so tough. Because yeah. I agree. I think Seattle, now with Jimmy Clausen starting, I think Seattle, you could be looking at this thing in the 30 down in the 20s at halftime. And how much, how far, how hard are you going to push a Russell Wilson? I worry about that. Here's the problem with going with Andy Dalton. It's a fantastic matchup for the Steelers generally. These guys are usually locks for 300 yards and multiple touchdowns when you go for some reason these Pittsburgh Cincinnati games tend to be ugly if you go back to the to the game earlier in the year when when Roethlisberger yeah it was ugly there was turnovers there there were a lot of interceptions on both sides of the ball I think three from Roethlisberger and one or two for Dalton I don't know if I had the guts to pull Dalton the trigger on Dalton here I think Russell Wilson what what you hope is the Baltimore secondary can, can keep it somewhat close I think I'm in the playoffs now. I think I'm going to roll with Russell Wilson. I wouldn't be mad if he went with Andy Dalton. Certainly he has the potential to go for 300 yards in this matchup against the Steelers, but it just generally doesn't happen. So I think I play it safe here with Russell Wilson. So we jumped out of the running backs. Gurley, McFadden, Ware. That, that's so tough. I, I West is going to be around. I'm going to throw Ware out. So we got Gurley, McFadden. Gurley's just been terrible. Just been absolutely terrible after that fantastic start they're, they're making you know looking to make all kind of changes there i'm looking uh the detroit matchup is is just average with and you've got mcfadden going against green bay who who you can run against I, oh man i'll tell you i'll tell you what jersey i i went safe with russell wilson i might take the shot on darren mcfadden this is a ppr right ppr league yes yeah ppr league the point for every 10 yards rushing and then i guess if you get if you get 100 yards rushing or 100 yards receiving, you get five bonus points, too, so from a tight end or linebacker. Excuse me, a tight end, a receiver, or a running back, too, with the bonus points in the play. Yeah, I mean, there is just no fear for anybody on that St. Louis passing game, and there has just been a concerted effort to absolutely take away 
Todd Gurley. And the team, quite frankly, to me, looks like it's it quit. Darren McFadden, the Cowboys, right now they're, they're right back in that division. Hunt, as pathetic as that sounds. In a full-point PPR, if I thought I needed to shoot for the moon here, and I don't know if Junior needs to do that. I think he's got a pretty solid lineup. If, if I'm chasing points, I think McFadden's the play here. If you wanted to go conservative, I think Gurley, because you know what you could get from Gurley. But I, right now you're looking at about 60 yards and a touchdown, 70 yards and a touchdown. So if that 12 right. or 13 is good enough for Junior, then maybe you go yeah. that way and play it safe. If you need to chase some points here, if you want to find some PPR points and have the potential to get up closer to 20, McFadden, McFadden may be the play there. So I, I think it depends on what his philosophy is how he thinks okay. he's matching up with this other team. And, and Barnage, Safarian, Jenkins, you know, uh, Safarian, Jenkins is the sort of the sexy play here this week. Uh, everybody, anybody you can get in against that Saints defense is, is, is a way you want to go. My problem there is you've got, you know, we're going to recommend starting Evans. We're going to recommend starting Vincent Jackson. They're going to run yep. the ball a lot Doug Martin. They're going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, Sims is going to be a, a big part of the passing game, I think, on third down. So I just don't – Jenkins, we liked what we saw in that first week, the first week and a half before he went down when the rookie right. quarterback, Winston, was leaning on him. I think Winston's more comfortable in his own skin. He's got a healthy Mike Evans. Barnage well, – yeah, Barnage is – is healthy, looks like he's back, and there was concerns. The the first start Manziel had a few weeks ago there that, that he tended to get away from Barnage. But Benjamin back, Hawkins is out, I believe. I think Barnage is going to be the first option in this passing game. So, for me, I'm going to go Barry, Bar, Gary Barnridge for that reason, him being the first option. I love getting a guy like Jenkins out there where, where possible, going to anybody against that New Orleans offense. But he's the fourth, maybe the fifth option. So that, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to go down that far on the depth chart, quite frankly. Yeah, exactly. And like like you said, like if you got a guy like Olsen last week, yeah, he got 129 yards and I think nine receptions because the kid, the, the guy that my son's playing against the other other chief sergeant, he got like like 20 some points from Olsen. But he, he's one of the main targets. He's like the number one target in Carolina. And then they go to Gin and the other guys. But like you said, Jenkins now. You got Evans back here you have him in the first couple of weeks. And then, like you said, in week two, Jenkins did get hurt by New Orleans, hurt his shoulder, and was out. And he only played 21 to 71 snaps. So, yes, they do give up usually 100 yards and a touchdown, like 10 points that tight ends, but he's probably the fourth option. And, like you said, you don't want to be too cute. And, like I said, I like Dalton. I, I like Russell. And, and again, I'm not, we're not trying to overthink things here. It's just that, you know, you know could, 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 with Jimmy Clawson quarterback and that, if it was Flacco, it's a different thing. Could he throw interceptions and the defense all of a sudden is up 14 nothing? And then, and then is, is Russell Wilson really going to be worthy as where they're over under 40 points that the Pittsburgh Cincinnati over under 50 points? Is that going to be a shootout this week? I don't know. And that's, again, yeah. not trying to overthink, but if he wins, he's in the finals. So that's why it's two potent offenses of players both teams have. So right now, like I said, he, 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 he was supposed to get like 161 versus 151, but he was supposed to get 22 from Johnson. He got 17. The other guy got 15. was supposed to get 16 from Peterson, and he got 12 for his kicker. They first get 11. So he's down maybe three from what the projection was. So he's just trying to play smart and not overthink things. But there are some decisions that can either win it or lose it for him. So that's why he's not playing, playing standard. He's working 
till seven. He's Santa Claus. So he's back in the corner board and asked what we should do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, we don't. We certainly don't want to steer Santa wrong. I tell you, this quarterback question is tough, and I yeah. it, it, uh, struggling with it even as I sit here because I agree with you, Jersey. We can see a ton of Thomas Rawls because you can run all over, all over this this Baltimore defense. Quite frankly, right. where I'm scared is I just if you look at the numbers for Dalton against the Steelers for whatever reason, no matter how bad either of these defenses ha- are or have been in the past, when you talk about Cincinnati, right. uh, this is 51-49 for me. I would start Wilson because I'm conservative. So, sort of, I think I'm going to I'm gonna go back to what we talked about when we were going between Gurley and McFadden. If he's chasing points, here, here's what I'll say. I think the opportunity for the, for the best turnout is going to be Russell Wilson, just based on skill set, based on who he is. I think the highest yeah. ceiling isn't Andy Dalton. He certainly has the potential to throw for 300. I mean, this is a defense that gave up just shy of 400 to Johnny Manziel. He's going to turn the ball over, I think. These games should be shootouts. They don't generally turn out that way. So if he's chasing points, I, you know, I think Dalton's fine. I'm going to go conservative if I have his squad and go Russell Wilson. If you believe or if he believes he's got to go out there and sort of shoot for the moon and look for look for those big points, and Andy Dalton's going to be your guy, and you hope that shootout comes, that quite frankly should come, but just doesn't when these two teams. I think it is important to note too, and you probably know being up there around New York or New Jersey there that you know it's sixty five. It's going to be seventy degrees at kickoff. I assume down there in Cincinnati. Oh, so what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, oh, like you said, it's beautiful, and it's. When, when, when they played in week eight, that was the first game back that, that Ben Roethlisberger came back. So he, he threw three interceptions. He was out three, four weeks with that injury. So he was rusty when he went against Cincinnati from Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh does play better defense in Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh's defense is tough to run on, but their exposure is going to pass. Just like you saw that the point that Russell Wilson put up in Seattle against Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh was in there in that shootout. So like you said, it's like pick your poison. I mean, like I said, you hate to all bring somebody in. You know, like if you draft Matt Ryan, which was good, but you hate to start somebody, and all of a sudden, wow, you went with that in the last couple of weeks, and he was giving you 30 points a game. You know, do you outsmart yourself? Think away. Well, it is a great matchup against Baltimore, but does Seattle get away from it? And Seattle's defense putting so many points up because of Clawson, maybe they can't match him. It's not like they're going against. where McFadden's almost, and it sounds crazy to say, that's where McFadden's almost a safer option. We know what his role is going to be. You know you're going to pick up you know, four or five, six catches, so you're going to pick up the, the, those PPR points. He, he's probably, in all likelihood, against that, that Packers defense, going to put up 
somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 total yards. Todd Gurley, he, here's where I hate sitting down a guy like Gurley, and this is where I always get nervous when I, when I give you guys this advice, is but, at any point, he's just so damn good. He could bust one off for 70 and a touchdown. He could be completely shut down and in 15 but, carries average a yard a carry. But he is so good. He could Adrian Peterson when he has a bad, bad matchup. There are guys like that, and Todd Gurley certainly one of those. You give away that 70-yard touchdown, bang, you gave away 13 points, and I don't know if Darren McFadden can make those up. So so but, when I look at what we're talking about, I think for the game, there's probably a better chance, and not probably, I think there is a better chance in a PPR that Darren McFadden ends up with 100 total yards along with whatever points you get on the PPR where there is the risk on Gurley. We don't, I don't know anything about this offensive coordinator. I don't know what the philosophy is going to be. I think there right. anybody in their right mind is going to get back to turn around, hand it to Gurley. But at the same time, you know, the Keenum or, or, or Foles, whoever ends up starting today, does Detroit care? I mean, you're going to say, go ahead and beat me. You know, I think you're going to see a whole lot of Tavon Austin and you're going to see a whole lot of Todd Gurley, but Detroit knows that too. And I think that's been the problem for Gurley over the last several weeks. Yeah, that, exactly. And they're not giving him the ball. You know, it was weird. They used to give the ball out of the, you know, pass the ball figure all during year and they stopped it. And the same thing with McFadden. I watched McFadden last week and I'll tell you what, man, he looks beat up. I mean, he fumbled the ball twice. That's the first time since 214. If he didn't get that touchdown, that that salvaged his thing, um, and he really shouldn't have got the touchdown. He should have stopped before the goal line, as Brian Westbrook did years ago, because they almost would have lost, but, but he wanted the touchdown. And like you said, that was his first touchdown in a while. He's running the ball at McFadden. So like you said, it's it's like pick your poison. Like you, you, you lose with, with, win or lose with your best and girly, but hasn't done anything in two weeks. Um, you know, we'll see the offensive corner and get through some plays and develop to get really in the thing. We don't know. And like I said, Junior really appreciates the voice you get. He's playing me in the other list. So one of us is going to be in the semi. So I'm not worried about that line up there. Hopefully he beats me because, well, he's actually got a better team than me since I lost in that league. I lost Bell. I lost I lost um, Foster. I lost Deion Lewis. You know what I mean? So I finished 9 of 4. He finished seven and six, but he's loaded, and hopefully he takes this down. He could win that league too. So I'll tell him. I'll tell him you like Russell Wilson. He said either we can go girly or or whatever we want. You need the point. You definitely like Barnage over Jenkins because, like you said, Jenkins might be the fourth or fifth option in there. Um, so as what Barnage might be the same. Hey guys, sorry for taking a lot of your time today, but it's a crucial thing because he gets to the finals and wins next week. Then they go against three other leagues, and it's a lot of a lot of stakes. So he really appreciates them. He'll be home at seven today. He has to play in Santa Claus. So he appreciates your help, and I'll, I'll be in touch with him uh, around lunchtime. So thanks again, guys. I really appreciate your help. All right, great to hear from you again, Jersey. We'll talk soon. Good luck to both of you this week. Take care. Thank you. All right, so that's where we are this week. Big decisions, and those are the killers. And Jersey, Jersey nailed it. And I, I think this is something uh, he kept saying. Do you? I, I don't want to outthink myself. Outthink yourself. He he's right. And obviously, you want to play the best matchups. When I get to the playoffs, I find your best philosophy is to go with your best guys. Dance with who brung you <laughs> is something. Uh, an old-timey saying Rick would say if, if he was sitting up here. There's going to be matchups, I think, where you have to take the risk. You know, the Gurley McFadden thing, I never thought that would be a 50-50 deal. You know, Russ, Andy Dalton, again, when we talked about it, had the higher ceiling. But I, I don't want to talk about 
these specific matchups much longer. But it does become a fact of you have this group of players that got you where you're at. You're, you're in the playoffs. You made the playoffs. You had a winning season. By and large, there's probably some positions you were playing matchup at tight end. It happens a lot. Quarterback, it certainly can happen. But try not to outthink yourself. If you just have a great matchup, and I don't know what great matchups we have out there this week, that there would have been any question mark about other players, quite frankly, and especially the other way. Be careful going the other way. So-and-so has a bad matchup. D'Angelo Williams has what I would consider a tough matchup against that Cincinnati front seven today. This guy's been a top-ten fantasy running back anytime he has started say for that Seattle game, but they still got him involved in the passing game. So for you guys in PPR leagues, he didn't absolutely kill you there. So sometimes there's going to be a matchup so bad you absolutely have to avoid. But but I got to tell you, to use Jersey's words, don't outthink yourself. If there's a 50-50 call, we can work on that. And here he is, Mr. Rick Briggs, joining us in the attic. You Relax, find, folks. The right answers are here. You finally found your way up the stairs. I, I was getting worried about it. I thought it might want to have been one of those. Well, I knew my way, but I was. I got uh, crippled up halfway up, and you wouldn't help me because you was answering all these questions. I'm on the air. It's what I do. I don't know if, um, you know, of course, I missed everything, and I apologize. Had a great question on on Twitter okay. from our boy, uh, Dr. Bunsen. PPR, Lamar Miller, Chris Ivory. Lamar Miller. It's, yeah, I'm not even sure it's all that close. I love Lamar Miller this week. You can move the ball all over the Giants defense. Chris Ivory, he's got a tough matchup. Quite frankly, that Tennessee run defense is good. Now, I think he'll be able to move the ball. I think Chris Ivory will be fine. But, but for me, Rick, that's Lamar Miller. I love this matchup with the Giants. This flirtation with Ajayi, it seems to have kind of have <laughs> gone away a little bit. Miller's been the focus. They're getting him the ball in the passing game. So in what's been a really listless offense, Lamar Miller and guys like Jarvis Landry are putting up fantasy points, and that's all right with me. They can keep losing and have no heart. Just keep putting up those fantasy points. Yeah, I'm going to have to go along with you there. As much as I like Ivory, and quite frankly, I don't mind the matchup that that much against Tennessee, but more in the Ryan Fitzpatrick to Brandon right, Marshall, right. Eric Decker scenario. Yeah, and those are Ivory for some tough yards and so forth. But I think you can move the ball through the air in Tennessee and um, just use Ivory to keep them honest. I, I'm I'm with you. I don't think he's going to have a huge day. I think it's going to be a solid enough day. I mean, is, but compared to Lamiller, especially in PPR, I think we, that's a smart move. You just wonder when, when you're playing a team like the Jets, and as well as he's performed, I still think if uh, if I'm uh, if I'm the defensive coordinator down there in Tennessee, who I think is our, our buddy, uh, um, I just went blanket on his name, um, Steelers defensive coordinator, 100 years oh. old. Oh, Dick LeBeau. Dick yeah, LeBeau. I, I kept wanting to call him Dick Hoke. I don't no. know why. I was getting into the chat room. Certainly, I wasn't certainly listening, certainly of course. wasn't Dick Hoke. I don't know where, why I got Dick Hoke on the mind today. <laughs> but if I'm him, I'm going to say, all right, I got Chris Ivory. I got Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm probably going to try and take Ivory away. You know what right. I mean? Although Fitzpatrick is more than stepped up this season with those weapons in Marshall and in Decker down around the goal line, you're going to try and take away Chris Ivory. And they've shown if they want to do that, they can. They can take right. away the opposing team's running game. And, that, and that's the key with New York. You know, we said this in the preseason when they acquired Ryan Fitzpatrick. Not the second coming of Dan Marino, but when you add weapons, mm-hmm. a good run game, 
this guy is in liking to a, a cutler, a far, however you want to do it. He loves to throw the football. Right. And when you have weapons like Marshall and Decker, these big guys, that makes him a dangerous quarterback. Yeah, I'm just not sure this is one they're going to have to grind out. This may be a little bit of a, an air show, although it could be a disaster for a rookie and Marcus Mariota. But let's get off that one. A couple of headlines, Rick, I wanted to talk to you. What are we going to do about now there's flirtations, there's rumors out there, Gronk might play. We got about 30 questions. I put a couple of them in the mailbag here when we get to that at the top of the hour. Them playing Sunday night, Gronk made the trip, which I read somebody, something out of Boston last night, that if, if Belichick lets you make the trip, that's actually a pretty good sign that there, there's a chance you could play. They're not going to let you make the trip just to hang out. Do you wait around for Gronk? Do you even mess with that? Can, can, what do you do here? I thought it was a guarantee. When we talked Wednesday, I just assumed he was out. We talked a ton about Scott Chandler. Now, all of a sudden, Gronk starts practicing. Well, if you happen to be one of, the guy, one of these guys that was lucky enough to have Chandler as a handcuff, then, then, well, then sit back fine. and relax. Yeah, but, fine. yeah, when you get to a situation like this, especially if you're sitting there with um, – and, and I don't really know who you would have, but say like a Heath Miller who's supposed to be playing in a very potent offense and Ben Roethlisberger loves to throw to him. You maybe have him on your bench. Yeah, do you want to give up maybe the um, six catches and 50, 60 yards and maybe even a touchdown in hopes that Gronk's playing? I mean, right. that's, that's tough because you're playing – you're either in the last regular season game of your season or you're in the first round of the playoffs. And – especially in the playoff situation, points are going to be a premium. And do you want to gamble? And that's a very good point, Rick. You you can't – unless you know by game time today what's happening with Gronk and you're not going to with New England, mm-hmm. I think you have to stay away from him. I think you do. And the, the just the most recent update I have here on CBS, Patriots Rob Gronkowski, week 14 status unclear. I won't read the whole thing, but here's a sentence that makes me actually a little nervous. Per the report, Gronkowski practiced well and is ready, but here's the two two loaded words, if needed. If needed. So yeah. I'm thinking he, he may suit up, he may be active, but I think you may limit limit his workload. You may limit his snaps, quite frankly, at this point. Now, now famous last words, because his limited well, snaps could be 10 of them and four of them could be touchdowns. Here's the key, though. Here's a team that has Bill Belichick for coach the master of cloak and dagger. Yeah, right. Tom Brady is a quarterback, a very impatient man when it comes to losing. And, oh, by the way, they've lost two in a row. And we've watched Brandon LaFell. <laughs> we have watched Danny Amendola. And we have watched Scott Chandler all drop perfect passes. Right. It's not going to take, if needed, much. That's a fair point. To get Gronk in there. You know what? That's a fair point. So that actually – where I had it in the negative column, that might actually bounce over into the positive column. I know, exactly. The more we discuss this, and I'm glad you bring stuff like that up, because you talk things out and start thinking about it. You know, at first blush, it's like, right, I'm going to stay away from this. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, if he's ready, if needed, they're on a two-game skid, he's needed. I'll tell you what I think I'm going to do if I'm a Gronk owner. In all likelihood, <clears throat> Ty from the Giants, who gets involved a little bit, is probably out there on your waiver wire. If I can pick up Ty or Jordan Cameron, 
I might I might take a shot with Gronk here this week, be Miller this afternoon or Right. And we're talking tight ends of that level. You know what I mean? Now if I have like a Austin Safarian Jenkins, I think I may just go ahead and start Jenkins. I think he has a good game. We I talked with Jersey a good bit about that before you came up. I apologize, Jersey. I always miss the you know, always enjoy the, the Jersey yeah. phone call. Yeah, he was, Sunday he morning. was calling simply on behalf of Junior. Junior made the playoffs in that other league. We we helped good. him get into that. And he's out playing Santa today, so he can't be there for the game. So uh, we definitely we don't want to screw Santa. No. Over. And then in the other league, I don't want coal in my stock. They're either. playing each other, so uh, Jersey didn't want any undue influence. So he's going to do that one on his own. They're playing each other in, in Jersey's big league. So gotcha. uh, there was no advice there. And and since we're into the, the playoffs in fantasy, and and I apologize if I'm reiterating, just stop me. Did you happen to cover the the report from Ian Rappaport? Uh, from NFL Network, that the Eagles are weighing all options when it comes to the running back rotation today, even benching DeMarco Murray. Yeah, I, I think if you're a coach, quite frankly, and you got a player undermining you, going right to the owner, whining, unless the owner completely goes to bat for that player, you're going to make him pay for that. Well, exactly. But the point is, we have a lot of fantasy owners right. that have, depending on I'm, a DeMarco I'm Murray, DeMarco I'm not Murray. touching him yeah. either. Now, you get into – I mean, these. this is just a toxic situation. It's not, uh, you know, he's disgruntled uh, and, well, they're going to give feed him the ball more, blah, blah, blah. This, this is toxic right here. Just like you said, when you bypass the coaches, you go straight to the owner. And, of course, you know, they're trying to reiterate that it was just a chat, not a quote-unquote meeting. That is still – and when you're talking about an arrogant – coach oh, and right. GM right. on top of that. Yeah, you're going to pay for it. Yeah. And I have nothing to do with DeMarco Murray today. At, at minimum, I think it's going to be what you have seen. There's going to be Darren Sproles packages. I'm pretty sure Ryan Matthews is back healthy this week. There's your goal line back, and he's got his own packages. He gets his own set of downs throughout the game. So at best, DeMarco Murray's one of three. And he's even, I think, in what he's going to get with Ryan Matthews. And we'll see what happens with Sproles. Sproles had a pretty nice game and a road win against New England. I think he earned himself a little bit more work showing the dynamic player he can be. You got Jordan Matthews shows up. I talked about that earlier. You got Jordan Matthews shows up on the injury report on Thursday. That always makes me nervous. He wasn't on it. Now all of a sudden he's questionable with a back injury, so he hurt himself during practice. This isn't something he come out of the game sore, we're going to run him questionable all week like most of these teams do. He got hurt this week. Right. I think that actually there's another dynamic player out of your offense, which lends itself to a little more Darren Sproles when, yeah. when you need to get the ball downfield. So, yeah, DeMarco Murray, I am avoiding like the plague. No doubt. Let's get to the chat room real all quick. Right. We have a uh, – and to me, this is an easy one. You have uh, Jay Cutler or Tyrod Taylor. Ugh, yeah, it's got to be Tyrod. It's got to be Tyrod. I am so done with Jay Cutler right now. <laughs> I mean, it is um, it, tasty matchups, and he's he's done nothing in, in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, Jay Cutler's Jay Cutler. Tyrod Taylor's up and coming. And I think that's a pretty easy one there. 26 fantasy points in his last two games. Those two games were against Kansas City's defense and Houston's defense, Rick. And I'm stealing this one directly from I don't even know who wrote this. I just happened to have this up when you bring it up. So I didn't I didn't do the research on this. I'll, I'll give whoever it is credit. The Eagles have given up more fantasy points to quarterbacks in the last four weeks than any team in the league. 
So you got to go with Tyrod Taylor. No doubt about it. Okay, we need to bench two out of these. All right. 400, it looks like, on here. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, kind of weak, for, buddy. For, for PPR, okay? Now, we're gonna get your pencil out. I'll I read them it. to you. Then we have to bench two. We're going to two, okay. Okay. C.J. Anderson. Okay. Gio Bernard. All right. Melvin Gordon. Okay. Duke Johnson. All right. Latavius Murray. All right. Jonathan Stewart. Jay Stu. Now, the one that sticks out to me, the first benching would have to be Melvin Gordon, right. in my mind. Yeah, this one actually isn't all that complicated for me. I don't love all these players' matchups. For me, Melvin Gordon's the first one out because he's Melvin Gordon. I talked about, I don't know if you're aware, Rick, how plugged in you've been. Phillip Rivers has the flu. He's going to play. Dontrell Inman and Stevie Johnson are out right. this week. So here's your Chargers wide receiver core. Malcolm Floyd, Javante Herndon. They brought back Vincent Brown from the yeah. local Piggly Wiggly. He's going to come help them out. And Tyrell Williams. So okay. how much of that offense do you want to mess with this week? Okay, now let's go through that. Let's go right, through so, those again. So we, we're whacking Gordon. He's no, out. no, the receivers. We, oh, we the have um, Antonio right. Gates. All right. And then Malcolm Floyd. And Antonio Gates. And then Javante Herndon. Okay, and Antonio Gates. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that that's what it's going to be. So, Melvin Gordon, the other one for me very easily, Rick, is C.J. Anderson. He's not a lock to go. If he is, he's very questionable. He's going to be very limited. Juwan Thompson's gotten all the reps in practices. Neither one of these guys have practiced. I think Hillman finally practiced Friday. Anderson hasn't practiced yet, so even if he suits up, he's going to be very limited. That ankle was bad, so you got to take Anderson. Yeah, I'm thinking you're right. And the thing is, if Anderson was healthy, I think I'd go Bernard. They have right. gone away from Gio Bernard. And even though you would think this would be a pretty good matchup in Pittsburgh, he did nothing. He was the first time of the against, week, the first time right. around. And it wasn't his performance. They didn't have no. him on the field. And they have not been using him. But, yeah, getting back to your point, I think Anderson would be the next one. Okay, PPR. Now we'll get your little pencil. We have oh. to start to. Oh, now we're going to start to. All right. All right. Latavius Murray. Okay. Eddie Lacy. Oh, well, I want to talk about that. Todd okay. Gurley. Oh, man. James White. Man, this guy thought he was golden three weeks ago. <laughs> and then, oh, how things change. All right, Latavius Murray has a terrible, terrible matchup. But on this list, Rick, you have to play him, right? I, I, I do, yeah, I do. Eddie Lacy, Rick, he's been named the number one this week. Coaching staff has been singing his praises. That was just the wake-up call he needed. He rejuvenated, I believe, is okay. the word McCarthy used. Do you trust that? Yeah, I'm going Eddie Lacy. You trust it? I'm looking – I mean, we have saw Minnesota find out that, you know, eh, we still got a little work to do. Right. Okay? That's a little bit of blood in the water, I think, for guys like uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and McCarthy and so forth. I think – I think your division's theirs. And yeah, that. I do. I, I think you see Green Bay assert themselves from here on out. I mean, I think maybe this is where, you know, we talked about probably two or three weeks ago. Ah, you know, we're waiting for a Green Bay to get going, but they're at home. It's Dallas. I mean, that that's a, a good matchup. Yeah, because they don't like each other. Let's no, face it. No. And I think it's a pretty good matchup for Green Bay, and I think I'm going to trust Eddie Lacy, and that's my second start. All right, so you're going Murray and Lacy. So I, I think White's easy to take out. You could – you could always make an argument for sure. White, but you can't take that chance. You just can't take that chance. It's just cool. 
Gurley's a tough one. He's the he's the oh, yeah. twelve pound sledgehammer here. Especially since they've switched offensive coordinators, it makes you think because every time they do this kind of stuff, somebody this is what happens. But so here's what I, I, I just you, I just don't know if I trust the Rams. Yeah, and and that's it. And I don't know if you could hear me bellowing downstairs. Of course, this is one of Jersey's big questions: was uh, Gurley or McFadden? And I actually lean McFadden there, Rick. It was one of my classic. Uh, dancing on the head a little, of a little Fred Astaire well, sauce right, here. Right. There, yeah. well, look, and I don't want to reiterate it because the guys who have been listening heard me talk about this for 10 minutes already, but just real quickly, I think if you're chasing points, Darren McFadden was the way to go because it was a full point PPR. He's going to have the lead role in, in that offense. He's going to get his five or six catches. You don't know what you're going to get out of Gurley. And, and Jersey made the point. You got the new offensive coordinator. He said just what you said. Look, these guys tend to have a big bump at the same time. We don't know anything about this cat. We don't know what the plan is going to be. And my problem with Gurley is they know these quarterbacks stink. They know other than Tavon Austin, there's no one to fear in the passing game. Detroit knows this too. You haven't seen anybody running all over Detroit. You don't think of them as a great rush defense, but you don't see anybody just tearing them well, up. You did last year until, you know, they started off so poorly, right. but they've been playing some pretty good defense lately. So now, so here's the problem. I agree with you. Lacey's my number one on this list, and, and I'm glad you said that, and that's going to get to a conversation we're, we're going to have later on, maybe when we get Scott on, because I'm going to need a consensus on something here. So it comes down to Murray and Gurley. Gurley's got the better matchup. Murray's got a terrible matchup. I hate this Denver matchup. You hate messing with this nonsense. But I just don't know if I can trust Gurley. I think I at least know Murray. Right. They're going to find a way to get the ball in his hands 16 to 18 times. They're going to have to. What he does with it, I don't know. I don't right. think Oakland's going to get shut out. No, I don't either. And I think Murray will be a part of them scoring. So, for me, I think it's Lacey, Murray with Gurley so close. And I think if – I'm going to do the soft shoe again to use your term. <laughs> yeah. If you need high yeah. ceiling yeah. – I don't like when Rick dances. It's just not pretty. <laughs> I can start twerking to you for you. <laughs> no. Remember I tried to do that once. I twerked on the air and you yelled at me and left the room. When twerking first became a thing. That's hey, well, when I twerked, you'd leave the room too. Trust me. I'll jump right out that damn window <laughs> if you start twerking. Really? So well, I'm going to start. <laughs> All right. So on. Lacey won. Murray, too. Yep. If you're chasing points, there's certainly a higher ceiling for Todd Gurley. He could come out and bust out. You know what else Todd Gurley can do? We talked. I talked about with Jersey. He could have a terrible game and bust a 70-yard touchdown because he's that damn good. So, if you're shoot, look, Murray's a safe play. Go with Murray unless if you're really – if you got a tough matchup, if you maybe took a beating on Thursday. I don't know if anybody did that. If you find yourself behind, then go with Gurley. But for me, it's Lacey, Murray, Gurley, White in that order. I agree. All right, let's go. Um, here's the final running back question here. We have to start two in a PPR. And here we go. It's Lacey, okay. Gore, C.J. Anderson, James White. Okay. And it, it, to me, it's Lacey one, Gore two, then White and Anderson. Yeah, I, I just don't. Yeah, I'm throwing Anderson out. Even if he does go, I'm just going to assume it's going to be a rough, rough day. Lacey's the clear number one there. Who's Indy playing today? Let me pull up the schedule uh, here. We got I know that. Jacksonville at Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, go with Frank Gore. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. Hasselback's going, but he's nicked up. He took a little beating last week against the Steelers. So, I, I like T.Y. Hilton this week, but I think Gore, <clears throat> based on that matchup, I'd like to get White in the lineup. I'd like to have the guts to pull that trigger because I think he could be big in a PPR, quite yeah. frankly. 
But and um, he may be. But Gore's got a good enough matchup. That's not where I'm going to take the risk. So give me Lacey and Gore. I agree. All right, we are caught up. All Mr. right, what time? Are we? It's 20 till. We got a little time. When I threw all the news, maybe we'll just go through and pick the game. We can take our time. Amendola questionable, but expected to go. Calvin Johnson will play with that ankle. Heath Miller will play with the Bengals. You said that Alan Hearns will play. That's very important. Very important. And, and that that somebody game. who's playing Alan Robinson, it, it makes me feel a little better. Maybe he won't put up 65 points this you week know, like he did last there's week. There's something about this. Um, it, it's almost like the, the, the train wreck, you know, the, the car wreck syndrome. This AFC South and, and NFC East, these games are getting fun. Oh, yeah. I'm very interested in Indianapolis and Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. it, I mean, it's I, pathetic, but it's, it's so great. interesting. They're yeah. great games. Yeah. So interesting. <laughs> Der- Eagles, Darren Sproles could head week 14 backfield committee. DeMarco Murray may be as low as four. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Sproles, Matthew, then Mr. Barner. Yeah, who came and then, on. And, and then – Wow, Demarco Murray. Yeah, that's uh, that's not good. So yeah, we we said it already, and now I feel really good about it. Demarco Murray is on your bench in absolutely all formats. Although you know, Rick, when they start talking this kind of DeMarco stuff, Demarco Murray run for two twenty yeah. and three touchdowns. Yeah, he'll he'll get in on the third series. Average. I'll be honest with you, with with a guy like Chip Kelly, as arrogant as he is, maybe not. He could do a single Terry to Davis and just tell him to get off his sideline. Yeah, but frankly, that, that's <laughs> exactly. the way that guy rolls. All right, well, let's hop into it here, take our time. We can talk about the fantasy impacts if we want as we go through the game. See, Adelrick is in Baltimore taking on Jimmy Clausen as they're down to their third quarterback in Baltimore. Yeah, it's um, there's not a whole lot to analyze to me. You know, they're going to stop Buck Allen and worry about probably nothing else on Baltimore's side of the football. Seattle's defense I'm talking about. I think Seattle just creams them 37-14. I'm, I'm, I'm actually low. My initial projection was 37-17. Do I realize Clawson was yeah. starting? Now I'll give them 14 in garbage time. Yeah, I had 34-17 Seattle when we did this on Wednesday. This is 34-9 to for me at this point. You like nine. That's a good one. You're not good enough to get a touchdown, yeah. but you can move the ball a little bit. Do you have any fear, Rick? Uh, Jer- Jersey came in. We were talking about Russell Wilson when we were talking talking to Jersey about them just being so far ahead in this game early on. Defensive scores. I think Jersey's right. There's a good chance they scored two defensive touchdowns in the first half of this game, or the defense is giving them such short fields. Are you worried about Russell Wilson? His question was Russell Wilson, Andy Dalton, and, and I did the the soft shoe on that one as well. Because everything on statistically tells you Andy Dalton should throw for 350 yards and three touchdowns today. But when these two teams play, it just doesn't happen. Quite frankly, it just does not happen. Yeah, I think I had to go Russell Wilson. I stuck with I, Russell Wilson. I said, that's your conservative play if you need high ceiling. You know, if, if you're worried go. about them taking him out, they're not going to take him out unless they're up no, not 35 nothing anyway or whatever. Quarter, no right. matter what the score. I mean, this is a team that this pressing, you know – Obviously, I, I think they're going to be a shoe-in for the playoffs. But let's oh, yeah. face reality in the numbers. They still have to win. And, and this is a team that's not afraid to put the boots of somebody. And they're going to go out, and I think they're going to bury Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, I, let's be honest. He could put up 275, two touchdowns in the first half, and have another 40 or 50 yards rushing. They could bench him at the start of the fourth quarter, and he's still going to be a top seven, top eight fantasy right. quarterback this week. All right, Atlanta at Carolina. You know, Wednesday, 
I made the statement, I don't think Carolina is going to be an undefeated team. But I just do not think that Atlanta has the heart to beat this team. They're and not go- going on the road. I'm going Carolina 34-24. I met all these jokers, Rick, and I, I funneled most of them out. I think I left one in, wanting desperately to sit Julio Jones this week. How you feel about that? If you want to lose, go right. for it. Uh, he's still going to have seven, eight catches. And look, weird crap happens in the NFL. Weird crap happens in divisional games. Let's just say Atlanta wins. If Atlanta wins, then Julio Jones is going to have 12 catches for 180 yards in two touchdowns, which is a possibility. I certainly wouldn't go to Vegas and bet on that. Look, Carolina's undefeated, but let's not forget, New Orleans dropped 38 on them last week. Right, exactly. I mean, a game could get into a shootout, and if it gets into a shootout, Julio Jones, you can't have him on your bench thinking, oh, this is a tough defense. Julio Jones, you know, guys like Julio Jones, guys like Adrian Peterson, they're not matchup plays. You start them. Simple as that. And they're going to have bad games, and you, it's going to hurt yeah, you. Yeah, but you spent the draft pick. They're your starter. They're not injured. They're healthy. You play them. Simple uh-huh. as that. All right. So, I got Carolina 27-23. I think just because the way these divisional games are, the score may be closer than the game. Washington at Chicago. Talk about an uninspiring matchup there. But it's very important. Both these the teams still have right. a shot at the playoffs. And as much as I'm done with Jay Cutler, for some reason, I think that, you know, they can pull one out today. And uh, I'm going Chicago. They, they have enough weapons. Washington, obviously, is not one of the elite teams either. I'm going Chicago 27-23. Hey, Washington is a division leader, pal. <laughs> you well, yeah. understand that. Washington can't do it on the road. Kirk Cousins can't do it on the road. It's quite simple. I think Matt Forte has him a day. You know, Jeremy Langford in deeper formats could be somebody you, you could actually think about. I think you get Langford involved. I'd actually be all over Langford if they didn't insist on giving Kadeem Carey his six or seven right. carries every week all of a sudden and for no reason. So well, I think there is a reason. They're wanting to get a look at both these guys before right, Forte is gone. Chicago. Yeah, because he's gone. So are both these guys, you're probably right about that. So I got Chicago 2017. I think it's going to be an ugly one. I think it's going to be a bit of a turnover fest. We have, uh oh, it just docked out on me. Game of the week for us, Rick Steelers at Cincinnati. Yes, indeed. I think it's just going to be a just a Pittsburgh Cincinnati game, and I think Pittsburgh's going to come out on top on this one. It's going to be a close, and I'm going 24-20. Yeah, these teams split. That's just what they do. We hope. Yeah, generally. Steelers got to have this one to keep pace because for Kansas City and New York, just keep on winning. Steelers are a playoff team if, if Roethlisberger can stay healthy, and this is what the kind of game they're going to have to win on the road. I think it's going to be ugly. There's going to be turnovers, even though both these offenses just fly up and down the field. Generally, when they get together, they tend to play it close. They tend to turn it over, and it's going to come down to come down to the very end. I got the Steelers 22 to 18. How you like that one? There you I don't go. know how you get to 22 18. But by God, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> the, the, the game of the week, Rick. I, I think they ought to give this its own network so we all can see it. San Francisco across the country to the mistake on the lake taking on your Cleve Brownies. Yeah, and Johnny Football. Johnny ba- Football, baby. To get the start today. And you know what? He is going to lead the Cleveland Browns <laughs> to a 24 23 nail biter over San Francisco. Yeah, I got uh I got Cleveland winning this one too. I, I, I didn't like San Francisco last week. Figured they left it all on the line before they got jobbed uh, against Arizona. Won a big game last yeah. week for for them anyhow. I don't know how big the game was. 
I like what I've seen out of, out of Drone. I like what I've seen out of Gabbert. Quite frankly, the offense is able to move a little bit. This team isn't built to go across the country. I like Johnny Menzel. I think he gives him a little bit of a spark. I think it's ugly. I got Cleveland 26-23. We have Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Yeah, we just hit on that briefly earlier. I'm really looking forward to this game. This is uh, This whole division is a train wreck, just like the NFC East. And I'm looking – Mentioned it Wednesday. To get to that next step, Jacksonville somehow has to learn how to win some of these games. With the Allen brothers playing and, you know, T.J. Yeldon and Blake Bortles, I like Jacksonville at home 31-30. T.J. Yeldon, my start of the week at running back. I think the Allens have a great game. Blake Bortles may be the best matchup quarterback in the league this year. I say all of that, Rick, to say I like your score, but I got Indy 31-30 because Jacksonville <laughs> just finds new and spectacular yeah. way to lose games like this. And I'm optimistic. I'm looking for them right. to, to peek over that hump one of these yeah. days. I'm saying that for happen. about a year. Yeah, you keep predicting it. You get, it's got to happen. The Jacksonville Jaguars, Rick, are the better football team. They are easily the better football team when, when Andrew Luck's out and Matt Hasselback is starting. But Jacksonville doesn't win this type of game. And until they do, I'm going to go the other way. So I got Indy 31-30. Where are we at? San Diego heads into just a roll in Kansas City coming off of five wins in a row. Yeah. Phil Rivers has the flu. Uh, they don't have many offensive weapons. And Kansas City's playing good football. I got to go Kansas City 34-24. All right. right, Do I have any gut trick? Here's the question. On Wednesday. Brains is more of the question. Well, there's no no debate there. On Wednesday, I predicted San Diego to win this game 27-24. One of those I didn't know how, I didn't know why gimmicks. But Kansas City, I just don't think they're a team good enough to win six in a row. These division matchups being what they are. But everything we talked about today, you, you got Phil Rivers. They're going to have him all whooped up on the on the IVs. Is going to be the only thing keeping him vertical. I'm going to have to. I'm going to be gutless, and I'm going to change it here. I'm going to flip that score. I'm going to go with Kansas City 27-24. There's just nothing left in San Diego, and you got Phil Rivers at less than 100. percent I can't predict that upset, which is what I wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, and you're one of these types of guys that. You say Kansas City isn't a playoff team because they're keeping Pittsburgh out of it. You need them to lose and get Pittsburgh in. That may be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, I, and I'm the same way. But, but I tell you what, he just finds a way to bungle things up. Yeah, Alex Smith, come on. Right, yeah. I agree. They finally found Jeremy Macklin. That may be the one saving grace. Because this has been a playoff defense for five or six years now. It's tough to go into Kansas City to win. But Alex Smith, if they can keep it up with Macklin – which they tend to get away from. Maybe they'll be all right, but just not here. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to change what I did on the Fantasy Sports Network, and I'm going to take Kansas City here. We have Tennessee heading to the Jets. Yeah, and this is another team that uh, Pittsburgh needs to lose to get into the playoffs, but I don't think it's going to happen this week. I like New York at home. We talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick and his weapons and what he's been doing Tennessee's up and coming a little bit, but they're not there. They just don't have – I just don't think they have the, the depth to to go the long haul in a game like this. And I mean, New York can air it out. New York can beat you to death with, with right. Chris Ivory. 
And I like New York in this one, 31-20. Yeah, Tennessee just isn't going to go on the road and beat a team with that defense who's fighting for their playoff lives. It just can't happen. Simple as that. Yeah, we usually get 27 Antonio Andrews questions every single week. No, the answer's no this week. I'm not messing with him against the Jets. Not taking the, the big risk on Marcus Mariota. I think the Jets all over him, 27-13, to 13, a game we've talked a lot about in terms of the running game. Buffalo heads to Philadelphia. Yeah, so, you know, now you have a uh, toxic situation, as we said, in Philadelphia. They're still in the division hunt, though. But I think Buffalo's a better team right now. I just think they – and I say they maybe not total talent-wise – better but i think they're a better team somewhere right. somewhere along the line sexy rexy gets guys on his side and they will die for this guy and i like buffalo 34 24 yeah you got discord all up and down that roster you've got all the nonsense that has herm edwards screaming on espn with the LaShawn mccoy handshake you've and got- that was wonderful that was, <laughs> it, it was if, you, if you did not catch that on the on this fantasy sports network you should uh be ashamed of yourself because that was that was good stuff. Yeah, it certainly was. Now you got Jordan Matthews, or Mark. He he hurt his back in practice. Tyrod Taylor should torch this team, and I got Buffalo thirty three twenty six. Detroit at St. Louis. All right, we have before we oh, go before, to that. Let's do it. We have a standard flex question. Okay, you don't need a pencil. Oh, all right. Standard flex. Sean Drone, Julio Jones. <laughs> I understand it. I really do. You got Sean Drone going up against Cleveland. That's a tasty matchup. But you're yeah. not you're not messing with Julio Jones. I'm not There's anyway. No chance. There's just no I, chance. I can't pull him out of the lineup. I don't know what your running back situation is. Maybe there's a guy there if you really want Drone. But remember, if Cleveland decides they want to take away your running game, they can do it. Remember the Pittsburgh game. Remember that. The game plan was because uh, Landry Jones was supposed to start. They decided D'Angelo Williams wasn't running the ball, and then Ben Roethlisberger come in and put up 400 on him in about two and a half quarters. Right. But they took D'Angelo Williams out, so it's a bad, bad run defense. But you got San Francisco coming across the country, and I, there isn't anybody named DeAndre Hopkins or Antonio Brown you could put beside Julio Jones where I would have ever have the guts to recommend sitting him, even in standard. Just simple as that. I agree. All right, what game are we on, Rick? Uh, Detroit at St. Louis, that's right. Yeah, and everything we talked about St. Louis before, we talked about their defense and this, that, and the other, but it's their offense that's that's a real mess. And right now they just can't get any points put on the board. Detroit's not playing bad defense. And I like Detroit, 24-20. Yeah, I don't know how St. Louis gets to 13, but I'm going to say Detroit 29-13 and leave it at that. New Orleans at Tampa Bay. I can't get put my finger on this game, Rick. This one's tough. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's a squirrely set of teams right here. But um, Tampa Bay right now, I think, is the better team. And they're playing with more more heart and desire. But New Orleans is New Orleans. And Drew Brees is not going to quit on anybody. Right. And I like New Orleans, 34-28. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's just New Orleans on the road. Drew Brees on the road. This makes me nervous as a Drew Brees owner here in, in week one of the playoffs. But I think Tampa Bay wins this game, but I think New Orleans gets theirs a little bit. I got Tampa Bay 30-27. 
huge game for Mike Evans. <clears throat> Vincent Jackson is a guy I'm intrigued on, and we're going to talk about that when we get to the questions. The Duggernaut should have a good game. Austin Safarian Jenkins is a sneaky play at tight end. It's just such a good matchup against that New Orleans. Oh, defense, yeah, no especially doubt. Especially on the road. But I think New Orleans finds a way to lose 30-27. to 27. Uh, Oakland heading into Denver. So it's such a tough matchup for all you car, Cooper, Murray owners. So yeah. such a bad timing for this. And I am a car owner as we start our playoffs. And truth be told, I have him on the bench and picked up Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I'm going Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I like that move. Against Tennessee. But um, that being said, I think this is still going to be a close game. The Denver defense is dominant. Brock Osweiler is showing he can play, but, you know, he's still Brock Osweiler right now. So I think it's still going to be a close game, but I like Denver 31-28. Yeah, I think this one's close. This is one of the division matchups. I got Denver 24-21. I, I think this comes down to the fourth quarter. It's I don't think it's necessarily pretty. I, I, these games tend to be that way. I don't see any shootout. I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Denver today. But I got Denver by a field goal. Dallas taking their show on the road to Green Bay. Yeah, we hit on that. I think Green Bay is going to start to roll, and I think they're going to start with Dallas. Blood in the water. They can take control of the division, and I think they're going to. Green Bay 34, Dallas 20. I think this is going to be the game that decides how I feel about Green Bay the rest of the way out. Look, they got that big win last week, but they were bad. Save for that last that last weird set of circumstance that got him that win leading up to the Hail Mary. That team, for for my money, got dominated by the Detroit Lions. I worry about that. I really do. Right. I think that Hail Mary erased what we'd have been – really changed the narrative of what we'd have been talking about all week. But you got Eddie Lacy on Minnesota really well. I think that's about the most you could expect for a Minnesota team on the road – against the likes of Arizona. But I'm going to agree. I think Green Bay now, finally, they snapped to it. They're blood in the water, I'll use your term. And Dallas, where's Dallas going to score? I got Green Bay 30-9, to nine, quite frankly. <laughs> nine? <laughs> if it's not there, I love that nine. You what? know what I do? Yeah, come on, at least eight or something. How do you get the eight? Field goal safety? I or... don't think that's going to oh, okay. If well, they get eight, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> I'm going to be really mad. So, and if it doesn't happen, if this game ends up being closed, we're going to have a whole different conversation about Green Bay next week. All right, New England, two losses in a row. We've got the Gronk question up in the air on the road to Houston on Sunday night football, which is significant when we're talking about all these questionable players for New England. Yeah, and we covered Gronk, and, you know, the the if-needed thing really turned my head a little bit. I think New England – I think Gronk plays. I don't think New England's going to lose three in a row. I think they go to Houston – Pull out a good win, 24-17. And Monday night football, Rick, the New York football giants on the road taking on the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm going New York Giants, 31, Miami, 21. The Giants somewhere along the line, I don't know. I mean, they're going to bumble into a division win, I think. They have the most talent in the division. I, I With think Tony so. Romo out for the Cowboys, right. they have the most talent in that division. You're going to have to find a way. And you talked about it Wednesday, Rick, and it was an interesting point, which makes me think they're going to start winning these games down the stretch. That Tom Coughlin just bumbles and stupids his way into so many losses and terrible decisions like he did last week. 
you think you finally you get rid of that sour puss, get him out of the league, and then he goes on a little run here in December. His team makes the playoffs, it wins a game, and you can't justify firing him. It's going to happen again. So I'm with you. I got the Giants 24-20. I think I can go to bed early on Monday. <laughs> yeah. I don't got to worry about right. it. Well, no, no, I don't have anybody playing Monday for uh, the League of Consequence, so I can get away with that. That's true. All right. Well, that's it, Rick. That, that is, is uh, yeah, Eli. You know, I tell you what, though, that is a game right there. We're talking about Lamar Miller, Land, well, you know, Jar- Jarvis Landry, exactly. Eli, you know, Odell Beckham. Of course, I, I won't be going to bed. I have Odell Beckham playing. So, you know, unless you're down sixty going into Monday. That's not necessarily an out with Odell Beckham. Well, that's yeah. true, too. You still got to watch the first half, anyway. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's, let's bring Scott on. She was oh, at yeah. 11 o'clock Is here. Really? Wow, that went quick. I guess you're only working a half day today, so I, I lost track of time. Yeah, yeah, right. Thanks. All right. Let me uh, hit the blog talks being a little fussy here this morning. Strange. You know, spinning, spinning. Mr. Scott Fish, headliner of the uh, – what do, you, what do you call that thing on Are you the Magic Mike on Ice Tour? Scott, how's it going today? Yeah, yeah, headliner. I, I'm not quite the headliner. I'm like the fifth lead. They, they, I'm not good up shape to be the headliner yet. You're the DeMarco Murray of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I would never go to my boss like that. Wow. Oh, that's sad. I wonder if he's going to be with the Eagles next year now. They're, I'm sure they're going to shop him. I just don't know. what. When you're so on the outs with the guy, do you ever get the true value back for somebody like that? Well, here's the well, here's the key, I think. If if, if Chip Kelly survives, well, DeMarco Murray does not. That's my prediction. And if Chip Kelly goes, I, I wouldn't be surprised they keep DeMarco Murray there. I don't know. Does Chip Kelly have a history of getting rid of players he doesn't like? Is that a thing? <laughs> Well, that's true. I mean, he really loves guys like Jeremy Macklin and Deshaun Jackson and, and LaShawn McCoy. But, uh, you know, this could be, a, you know, just a rare occasion where he may get rid of somebody. Yeah, you never know. You can't tell. <laughs> All right. Well, this mailbag is jam-packed, so let, let's hop right into it. And uh, the, the first question is very important. It comes from one of my favorite listeners, Rick. This is a PPR flex question. Eddie Lacy. We get one, PPR flex. Eddie Lacy, Jordan Matthews, or Vincent Jackson. And in parentheses, this very handsome listener puts, I'm already starting Mike Evans. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> the, the listener is. <laughs> yeah, and I know who the listener is with this question because you've been tossing and turning with this thing for Popular, a long time. Attractive. I mean, it's a hell of a listener, this guy. So, Eddie Lacy, Jordan Matthews, Vincent Jackson with Mike Evans already rolling in a PPR flex. That is really interesting. This, I mean, this this guy sounds like he's really, really good at drafting and playing the waiver line. It sounds like a very, very good owner. He is. He, he's excellent. Okay, well, um, I, I think I'm going to – just just go with complete gut here and go with Eddie Lacy. I just can't trust uh I just can't trust Jordan Matthews still. Uh V Jack has the best matchup, but uh I I don't know. I just, I just got a feeling that Eddie Lacy the last time he got so much crap he came out determined and just blew up the Vikings. I think he can do it again today against Dallas. I, I think I'd lean Lacey. It's it's talking Lacey and V Jack for me though. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm going Lacey on this one after all this blithering I did earlier. But right. I, I really think Eddie Lacey is the the best play out of that bunch. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I it does make me nervous, but I, Scott, you make the point. You know, they've already declared him the starter. McCarthy basically said bygones or bygones. He had a great great week of practice. It, he's rejuvenated. They said so. Yeah, I, I think this listener has to go that way. The listener had Jordan Matthews in, he told me, via, via text message earlier. <laughs> well, you really carry on these conversations so with these this listeners. This guy, well, oh, you're yeah. a really good listener. I spend a lot of time with you. you know, I give you my number, and we talk these things out. So I think, uh, dear listener, let's go with uh, Eddie Lacy there. Here we go, more Jordan Matthews. Hey, before we get to oh. another question, I just wanted to get, uh, you know, I can't really take a lot of, credence with it but you know detroit has calvin listed as questionable right this is the first question where he's been in you know since he's really had this ankle injury you know he's been held out of practice and so forth but he's usually always probable right haven't been any reports of setbacks you think anywhere along the line you're going to bench him calvin no they're saying he's going to play as long as he's going to play i I think you go with him i don't you hearing anything up that way scott any danger of him not going I have not heard a word of him not going. In fact, they kept him out Friday, and I think that's a lot of times that's a sign that a player might not play. I think with Calvin, it's a sign that he his thirty what thirty one year old body needed just a, a thirty year old body just need a little rest before so he can definitely play this week. That's the way I. Yeah, I agree too. I mean, it's just a lot of they always. I don't know. They they tend to throw this kind of stuff out, and people start going, ah, you know, is he going to play or not? <laughs> but it is. What do they do now? <laughs> ah. Yeah, how'd you like that? I love it. But uh, you know, Calvin Johnson is one of those type of guys. They're they hold him out. They're not taking any he chances need to with practice. this guy. He's exactly, freaking Johnson. Exactly. I think All we right. need to uh, mark, mark down the time of Britt Briggs making that noise and make it a drop. Oh, yeah. You know, that's an excellent point here. What are we at? We're 50, 50, what time is it? 11.05. I'll do it that way. It'll be easier for uh, Cole to find it when we get to that. All right, get your pen out, Rick. We're picking three in a PPR. All right, got it ready. Chris Ivory. All right, Frank Ivory. Gore. Darren McFadden. McFadden. The uh, many times aforementioned James White. White. Or Lamar Miller. Lamar. Playing three. Playing three in PPR. Right. Okay, I'm going to Lamar Miller. I'm with you. Yeah, that's my number one. Uh, with that Jacksonville matchup, I'm going Gore. All right. And I hate what, that Ivory match. I do too. I hate I hate the Ivory McFadden question again, and, and with the potential of James White, that's what I hate. I want to get James White in the lineup, but, but I think I'm going the right one. I yet. think I'm going D Mac. D Mac. Okay. So, uh, all right, go ahead, Scott. I'm gonna I'm gonna noodle this one a little bit. Did, did you say this is PPR? Yes. Okay, I'm going Lamar Miller and Frank Gore. I, I agree with Briggs. They're probably the clear top two. Uh, maybe you disagree pretty good, but I think those are the clear top two for me. Um, I think <laughs> I'm I'm a risky son of a gun. And the way the Jets used Bilal Powell last week and the fact that I don't love that matchup, I, I think I'm going to go James White. I'm going to go with the balls. I'm going to do it. I love it. I so yeah. desperately. We've had four questions in the chat room, and now already James White questions, and I can't get them in the lineup. Yeah, I agree. It's Lamar Miller and Gore clearly is the top two. I hadn't considered, and we talked about Ivory earlier, just how involved they're getting Powell in that passing game. That certainly, certainly crushes 
uh, uh, Chris Ivory. So I'm, I'm going to agree. I'm, so it's McFadden or White. You know, I'm going to go with Scott Fish. I'm going to go with Scott Fish. I'm going to put you out on uh, Darren McFadden. Island, yeah, Rick, and I, and I mean, which I, isn't a bad place to be. I'm going to take the risk here. No. Not knowing the composition of this guy's team, I'm going to take the risk with White. Being I, my third back, my flex right. play, I think that's where I can get a James White in. And I understand completely. I mean, you know, truth be told, Ivory's number five out of that bunch this week for me. You know, especially with Belil Powell coming in and just the matchup that they have. I just went with McFadden. I don't know. He just seems to be that talented. You know, and here I am, have crucified you oh, over the last years. three years going years. after McFadden. And now that punched me in the throat every time. But he never could stay on the field. He's staying on the field now. So, um, you know, I'm going to uh, go McFadden very closely on James White. Okay, let's go with um, – you know, I, I don't really care for that. But I'll tell you what, get your pencil out here, Scott. And we have a PPR, and we need to pick two between these guys. And there's only three, but, you know, one of them's Gronk, Jordan Reed, and Quan Bolden. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, and they, they, you know, they, they, they Finish the question off with definitely Gronk, right? You know, question mark. You know, if he was playing, if you knew the situation, obviously we wouldn't even been asking this question. You know, I, I'm tending to lean towards yes, definitely Gronk, just because that, I mean, they're on a two-game skid. You know, that they're lacking in weapons. You know, Belichick's the master of this cloak and dagger stuff. And, and Brady, I tell you what, he doesn't have patience for losing. I think Gronk's going to play. I'm going to play the opposite of that cloak and dagger, Bill Belichick. He's the master of cloak and dagger. He sent Gronk to to uh, um, Houston for this game so that Houston thinks he's playing and has to has to try to cover a decoy or you know just at least not not uh, not game plan correctly. Maybe maybe that's what Bill Belichick is doing. And good. Yeah, well, this is coming from Scott Chandler, apologist, correct? <laughs> Hey, now, I'm, I may or may not have him in two leagues. <laughs> oh, but seriously, oh. you, so seriously, you want to get Gronk out of there for, no, for reading no. the Bolden? Uh, Blaine Gavin has actually been pretty good recently, and Jordan Reed, when healthy, is always a good option. In the first round of the fantasy playoffs, I have a lot of trouble risking riskiness here. Uh, and Houston isn't a bad defense either. They have been really good lately. Um, I, I almost think I would sit drunk. I, I think I'm going to be, I think I'm going to be the odd man out, but I, I have trouble trusting this right now. I'll tell you what, I'm going to, I'm going to play Gronk and I think I'm going with, um, Jordan Reed. I really like this kid. And like you said, when he's healthy, he's a good option. I think they're going to use him a lot in this game you know, against Chicago. So I'm going to go uncharacteristic. I'm going two tight ends. Well, not knowing how Bolden's been doing lately. Yeah, and he look, no. if Gronk doesn't go, then you're, you're, you're in trouble here. He doesn't make any mention right. of having a backup plan tonight or tomorrow night. So for me, it's get, Reed's easy, easy on this one. I think when healthy, and that, that's huge, when healthy, Jordan Reed is number two in terms of tight ends for me behind Rob Gronkowski, I think he's that good and he's that important to that offense. 
Bolden and Gronk, this should be easy. If I don't have a backup option, I got to go Bolden. I can't risk Gronk because I'm swaying back and forth on this on this New England thing. I was convinced it was a decoy. And then Rick convinced me that they say if they need him, he's going to play. So he's definitely going to play. Now, Scott, you talking about the subterfuge of them bringing him down, making Houston game plan for him when he's not going to play. Now you've convinced me of that. I'm just vacillating wildly. I'm, I'm with you on that one now, Scott. That, okay. I think that's entirely possible. Okay. It is entirely possible. However, it is Gronk. And you're going to replace him with a guy who's not scored since week five. He had 37 yards last week against Chicago. He and, and you know he's he's hasn't been over 100 yards since week six. I I tell you what, I just think the the risk reward with a Gronk is so much higher than with a Bolden. I think I would go with Gronk. Well, I'll take those 37 yards yeah. of Bolden over watching Gronk standing on the sideline with his hat backwards doing some weird dance that he likes to do in the Clizzub all the time. I don't know. Can, can they take that risk? Maybe there's a tie out there. Maybe there's somebody you can pick up Monday if he ends up not going. I, I don't know. I Oh, this is so tough. This makes me sick to the stomach, actually. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea right there, um, Rick, because I really like Will Ty for the Giants, tight end for the Giants, uh, playing Monday night against Miami. If he can somehow shoehorn Gronk in, they come to get, you know, five – five o'clock and they're like six o'clock and they're like Gronk's not going to play if, if he's got a player he can drop and just pick up Will Ty and play him Monday I don't think that's a bad option either. yeah maybe that's the way you go so so look at that if you have an option to pick up somebody there somewhere we can do that all right let's move off of that one uh here we go with this one again I, I think this is going to be easy I'd be curious. I, I guess just I know how Rick's going to feel. Scott, if you'd feel any different, a standard flex, Julio Jones, Devontae Parker, or Jeremy Macklin? How are we at wow. a flex? A flex. And one of these three. Yeah, so who the hell are his two, <laughs> who are his yeah, two I, wide I receivers? Don't know who, yeah, I don't know who your wide receiver or running backs are. I mean, if you're benching oh, Devontae I, Freeman for a couple of running Devontae backs. Parker. Oh, I'm sorry. I th- I, okay, I'm sorry. Um I want all three of them to start. How, right, how, yeah. how is this even possible? I, I don't understand uh, this at all. But uh, I, I'm still going Julio Jones as much as I love Jeremy Macklin and Parker for that for that matter. But I, I got to go Julio Jones. I mean, this is a guy that is a first-round pick in most leagues. And I've, I've got to roll with my first-rounder. I mean, it's not like this guy hasn't, you know, performed well this year. They've just they've been struggling, but I got to go with well, that. You know, I can't bench them. Wow, wow, this is this is really tough. Um, one hundred and two catches, mean, six touchdowns, thirteen hundred thirty-eight yards. I mean, I can't put that on my bench. Yeah, but I mean, Josh Norman has shut down everyone. And, God, he's so good that it makes Julio tough to start against him, even though he's your stud, and you should start him. I am going to go way out in left field. I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'm going to start Devontae Parker against a crap-ass giant secondary on Monday night. Wow. Were you drinking last night or this morning? I was not, but I I feel like I must have been. I just – I have so much trouble starting Julio Jones against against uh, Josh Norman that 
Devontae Parker has looked really good recently, and the Giants cannot stop anyone. I'm going Gosh, Julio Jones. I really, I really wish he had other options. I really do. Dang. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like the Macklin matchup, quite frankly. I'm going to go with. Well, we're going to help this guy. <laughs> I'm going I'm to play it safe. I'm going to go with Julio. So we'll make a we'll make a consensus there. All right, let's go to the I chat room. We got right. a few questions we need to get caught up on uh, on these ones here, if you don't mind. We need one out of Lacey, Chikandrick West. All right, or Spencer. Uh, Where standard scoring? I, I've got kind of confused. Well, you love that yes. San Diego matchup. That the fact that we're asking about both of them—that's what's going to make me avoid that Kansas City situation. And I'm going to go with Lacey here. I'm going Lacey myself, Scott. Are you going on a West Island? <laughs> no, I'm going with Lacey in this one also, especially in standard. I, if it was PPR, I think West might get a little more of my love, but I'd still go Lacey. I think PPR or regular, I'm going Lacey. I think he skipped okay. uh, Dazed and Confused question. Scared, uh, skipped what? Dazed and Confused uh, question. What are you doing in the chat? Oh, who, no, Julio Jones or Sean Drone. We hit that one earlier. Oh, oh, we did. I must have missed it when I uh, – Well, yeah, because you were out. probably guzzling that liquor before you come <laughs> up with that uh, answer there earlier. All right, we have <laughs> scoring. Who, Julius Thomas or Delaney Walker? Oh, that's tough. That's Walker for me. I think it's Julius Thomas for me. Matchup so much better. I Walker against that rookie quarterback against that Jets defense on the road. Yeah, I'm going to go with Julius Thomas. He's got had a nose for the end zone lately. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this is wow. If it weren't for the matchup, this would be Walker all day for me because I just trust him so much more. But I think I'm going to slightly lean Julius Thomas just. Uh, in standard scoring without the PPR, I, I just think I'd barely edge out Julius Thomas with a better matchup and a better chance for a touchdown. Well, I mean, that's precisely why I'm taking Delaney Walker. I mean, just because, you know, the defensive matchup, I, I, I could see him doing a lot of short stuff to, to Walker, just trying to keep plays going in mm-hmm. a PPR. Of course, it is standard. You know, that does make a difference there. I was thinking PPR. I still, I'll, I'll stick with my guns. So I'll stay with Delaney Walker. Here's the, here's the problem with Delaney Walker. If you watch the film, Rick, which I tend to do, I watch the film of the last couple of weeks. Delaney Walker makes no catches and certainly no touchdown catches without it having been tipped by the defense previously. We're All the more reason. It. The Jets are going to be tipping stuff everywhere. The Jets catch those. They well, that's a good point. The Jets yeah. catch them, so I'm going with Julius Thomas. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what. <laughs> I talked you into it, didn't I? I'll go Julius Thomas. There we All go. Right. Now we got a consensus okay. because the Jets catch them. That's, yeah. our, that's our argument there. There you go. So you don't get this analysis on the big networks. It just doesn't happen. No, because they want to sound like they've got all the <laughs> – the concrete answers when when we are brutally honest. That's right. All right, Eli or Tyrod Taylor? Oh no, that is. Oh wow, give me Eli. That's I, not I'm wow. taking wow. Eli. Oh man, wow, you guys. That's, I'm going on an island here. I was going to say for me it's Tyrod, and it's not close. So I, wow. Oh man, I I must have really been drinking this morning. I don't know if anyone should take my opinion because. No, I'm, I'm with you, Scott. Yeah. The Eagles yeah, have allowed the second passing touchdowns and three rushing touchdowns. I think this is a big tie rod day. I tell you, I, I, 
everything tell, told me to take Tyrod Taylor, and that's why I'm putting myself on Eli Island because every <laughs> time you write the Giants off and every time you say I'm done with Eli, what happens is about 350 and three touchdowns. You're right. And, and I'm going with Eli on this one. I think this is less about Eli and the Giants, though, and more about Tyrod. You're right. All that stuff I stole I read off of one of the big networks earlier when we had the Tyrod question. It is why I go there. All right, full point PPR tight end. I like this one. Richard Rogers or Will Ty? Richard Rogers. Yeah, I'm really like Richard Rogers. Rogers. Yeah, I, I think I'm there. Ty's interesting. You just you never know what his role is going to be. Oh, it looks like we have a call on. Hey, the let line. me let okay. Oh, man, no, before you, do... you grab the caller, we're going to do one more from the chat room. Then we'll be caught up. Right. Car, car, Matt Ryan or Alex Smith? Oh, oh wow. no. Oh, Alex no. has by far the best matchup. I mean, Carr plays yeah. Denver and Ryan plays uh, Carolina. So, yeah. yikes. So you uh, almost have I to think go I'm just going to go with the matchup, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to Alex Smith, then Derek Carr, then Matt Ryan. I'm done with Matty Ice, and I really love Derek Carr. You know that, Rick. But not on this one, I'm going to Alex Smith. Yeah, not, I'll, I'll make it unanimous. I can't believe we just recommended Alex Smith <laughs> in week one of the <laughs> yeah. playoffs. What yeah, a weird thing. Break season. open another fifth, Scott. I <laughs> yeah, we're going to need it. All right. Let's get to the phone lines. Area code eight one three. Good morning, Mr. Flieger. This is Weird Harold. I found you guys again, and I need. To oh, Weird! I forgot to send oh, you the link. Oh, oh my lord! I haven't heard from Weird in forever. Awesome. This is. I found you. I'm fine. Go ahead. I need to catch fifty-four points from uh, the Thursday game. So here's some of my dilemmas coming up. I have at quarterback Breeze and Fitzpatrick, and, cur- and currently I think Fitzpatrick is a better fit. All right, let's take him in order. I think we know how you feel about this one. That's yeah, I, I love this Fitzpatrick matchup today. I, I, and as much as I like Drew Breeze, I, it's really hard to bench a Drew Breeze. But I think I'm going with Fitzpatrick. I, I'm loving this guy's weapons, and I'm liking how they've – matured as an offense this year. So I'm going Fitzpatrick as well. Mr. Fish. Ah, oh, man, this is really, really close for me. Uh, now, I think Scott, before you answer, before you, yeah. before you answer this, this caller and I go back probably what weird, about 30, oh, God, I don't yeah, know, 32 years. About 35 years, Scott, so do not do not be steering this man wrong. <laughs> Two old guys. Uh, let, let me take a little another shot here before we get going. <laughs> and, uh, That's right okay. up me and weird alley here. I, I I forget what was your nickname, Briggs. It was Fitzpatrick. Or... Oh. No, no. What what was Rick Breeze's nickname? Or, or Rick Briggs's nickname? Did he have oh. a Oh, Snuffy. Snuffy, that's right. Snuffy. <laughs> <laughs> Snuffy. There we go. Uh, I think I'm just barely going to lean fit. Uh, I, I got to wonder if Mark Ingram being out hampers that New Orleans uh, offense today. Um, and New Orleans is on the road. So, uh, give me Fitz. It's, it's really close, though. Yeah, that's the tie break for me is New Orleans being on the road, Drew Brees being on the road. He is just two two totally different players. I hate sitting down Drew Brees in the playoffs, but he isn't the lockdown, lock him up starter he was three years ago even. So I'm going to lean Fitzpatrick. I think this is a coin toss. But, yeah, I, I, with based on the matchup, I think a lower floor than, than Drew Brees has this week. Yeah. I, I, I 
Fitzpatrick all the way on the higher floor, yeah. I guess you would say. All right, at, at running back, I've got Hill and Freeman, which even though I'm not happy with those plays, they're better than Woodhead and Johnson. Does everybody agree with that one? Duke Johnson. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think I do. Duke Johnson. Ugh. I actually don't mind that that San Francisco matchup. I'd like to get Hill out of my lineup, but I think he's going to be a candidate to get in the end zone. You can't sit Freeman down even against a bad matchup. You have to assume Atlanta's going to move the ball a little bit in score. Woodhead, I'm done with. They've gotten completely away from him. I don't know if defense has been able to yeah. take him away since they've gotten down to their ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th wide receivers. Yeah, I want to sit Hill down. He's one of my sits of the week, but I think based on that, Rick, I'm going to have to stick with Jeremy Hill. Well, I tell you, yeah, it, it's close, but I, I'm with you. You know, Duke Johnson's intriguing, but, you know, I, I can't go. You're that, starting Crowell this week. You so got yeah. You're trying to push Well, that's Duke the guy. thing. <laughs> well, the thing is, he's he's more of a passing guy, and Drone – or Drone. Um, Crowell still gets, a, you know, the meat of the carries when it gets right down to it, even though the running game's atrocious. So, I, I mean, yeah, I got to go to Hill and Freeman. I mean, Freeman. Yeah, Devontae Freeman, exactly. All right. Now, would you play Scott Cobb? apparently has no opinion, so <laughs> he's, he's – I think yeah, Scott well, just played that weird. Oh, no, we lost Scott. Hold on. I got to oh, bring okay. him back oh, in. That's all right. We lost Scott. <laughs> Come on, weird. Have another one. All right. I've got Cobb on the bench over Decker, ODB, and Landry. Is that a place for him? So Decker, Odell Beckham. Who was the third one? And Landry. Jarvis Landry. And you have Calvin Johnson on your bench. No, no, I got Cobb. Oh, Cobb on Cobb. your bench. Yeah, yeah, I think that's 100% for me. I agree, too. I mean, I, I would bench Cobb out of those four. We got you back, Scott? You got me back. Last I heard was the running back, and I think it's a clear hill freeman for me. Uh, Duke Johnson gets like five or six touches a game, and Woodhead is just – I'm not going to play Woodhead, who they're going away from, in Kansas City. So, yeah. uh, I'm assuming you're already on wide receivers. Yeah, so we have uh, – are we good to sit Cobb over Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, and Eric Decker? Oh, yeah, I can't, I can't sit Beckham or Landry – or Beckham or Decker at all. And I would I would take Landry over Cobb the way that Green Bay offense has been running in the way that Cobb's been playing recently. Look at this. Just consensus is all Look over this place. Something else. Consensi. How, yeah. how do you say that? That's right. Okay, hey, we're all all on the same page, and I like it. All, all right. right. Well, I'll tell you what. we got a, we got a few, few more minutes, Weird. I mean, do you have any more questions? i got probably one you've already gone. I'll just give them both to you in order because they're tight ends and defense, which I'm probably sure you've gone over, and I just missed it since I just found you. Uh, Kelsey, I've got Kelsey over Thomas and the Jags over the Bears. What say you? Kelsey, definitely. I think Kelsey's the start of the week at tight end with that matchup. Uh, any, Any debate there? No, not for me. Perfect. Now, the defense, that's interesting. You got the Bears. They stink, but the Washington offense stinks. Is there nothing better out there besides Chicago and Jacksonville? No. Okay. This is a 14-team team, team league. As I'm lucky to have what I have. I'll tell you what. I think I might just go with Chicago, to be honest with you, because I think Indy's going to move the ball. And, and if you lose points – 
you know, for shutouts and giving up, you know, total yards and so forth, I think Jackson's going to give up their share. I think I'd have to go with Chicago in this one. Where are you at on that yeah. one, Scott? Interesting. Well, uh, I, I guess the Colts are probably more likely to, to have a turnover. I mean, they've had like 25 on the year. Uh, so I guess I, I guess I would lean Jacksonville at home against a more turnover-prone team. Uh, that's, that's probably the way I mean. Here's where I like Chicago. Check out this statistical analysis here, Rick. You're going to like this. This is actually statistical analysis. Kirk Cousins at home, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions. Kirk Cousins on the road, five touchdowns, eight interceptions. He's going to turn the ball over. I think Indianapolis is going to rack up yards. If not points, they're going to rack up yards on on Jacksonville. So I'm going to avoid the Jags. And actually, here we are in the playoffs recommending the Chicago Bears to start at defense. But I think the way Kirk Cousins loves to throw interceptions on the road and those running backs live to put the ball on the carpet regardless of where they're playing, I think the Bears are the play defensively here. There you go. And I think we've got this man in a 14-team league rolling towards the oh, title. Oh, yeah, he just a uh, freight train heading to the next <laughs> round, that's for sure. I need I need it, I need it. I appreciate it, my friends, and now that I got you back, I will be listening more often. Well, good. i tell you what, and, uh, you know, we are actually, once this season's over with, and, of course, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we want to guide everyone to Super Bowl titles, but, you know, Rick and I are – basically going to a two-hour sports show starting in january and uh you know we are going we're we'll have to uh broadcast out exactly where we'll be in the next couple of weeks but uh we're going to a a two-hour sports show and uh taking calls we're going to have a lot of not just fantasy i mean we're going to be a lot of ranting and raving and um Covering social issues is only oh, we right. can cover as well. So too. we're going to need you there, Weir, because I need lots of old Rick Briggs from the 70s stories, as many as you can provide. Uh, we can do this, and uh, congratulations on moving on up into the big time. Harold, if you can't listen to their entire two-hour show each week, I'm going to host a half-an-hour uh, Rick Briggs and Rick Flieger corrections and omissions show every week. <laughs> that is brilliant. That is brilliant. Corrections and omissions show. Yeah, your show may need to last a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate it for Snuffy. Uh, that, thanks a lot, Weird, and hopefully we talk to you again right, soon. Guys. Hey, All take right, care, Weird. Okay. You too. Oops, sorry about that. I cut him off. I thought he was done. That's, that's you, really. Yeah, that's what I do. Hey, Scott, actually, that's a brilliant idea because if we start discussing anything outside of fantasy football, it's just going to be full of lies and conjecture and, and nonsense and maybe a reasonable human being, maybe a day when you're not completely hammered at 1130 in the morning. That, that, that would be a good show for you. It's only 1030 where he's at. That's true. <laughs> Well, see, now I'm confused because I figured your entire two-hour show was going to be lies and conjectures. And oh, yeah, no. no, it's not lies. Lots of conjecture. <laughs> We're not going to lie. We're going to be brutally honest with we'll our wrong. with our conjectures. But, I mean, you know, we're going to do some research, and there may be dead no, people found not. in houses well, somewhere. Do, yeah. Sure. One of I, our favorite topics oh, here on the show. Exactly. So we got assailed for that, for being insensitive. But that was because it was not branded properly for this young gentleman 
<laughs> and, um, you know, he actually thought that it was um, just a fantasy podcast in which it wasn't. So now that we're going to move on. All right. The hell right, with I'm, that guy. <laughs> the hell with that guy. Right. All right, we are over time. We've gotten to about two questions. Let's rapid fire right. three, four, three or four of these, and we'll, we'll get out of here. Got a tough one this week. I got to sit one of these in a PPR. Macklin, Cooks, Hearns, or Hilton. I got to sit one. I'm going to sit Cooks, even though he went off last week. It's still New Orleans, and you're not always sure who you're going to get with Drew Brees. And as much as I love him, I think I'm going to have to sit him out of those guys. Man, I, I actually really like that Tampa Bay matchup. Uh, can you go for you? I need to think about this for a second. Yeah, I, I'm actually I'm going to agree with, with Briggs. Just Cooks, he, he crushes you one way or the other. You start him, he completely disappears. You, you, you sit him, he catches one for 75 and a touchdown. He's got a great matchup. But, look, Macklin, we, we recommended starting Alex Smith. Macklin has a great matchup. When Hearns plays, Hearns gets in the end zone. You can guarantee it. And Hilton going up against this Jacksonville secondary. I know Hilton's touchdown dependent. I think we get him back there this week. I like Frank Gore. I like T.Y. Hilton. You know, Moncrief hasn't cut into that workload quite like we thought he would. So, even when a good matchup, I, I think it's Cooks is the odd man out here. You know what? I I hate to say this, but I, I think I'm going to bench Alan Hearns, who's, who might still be a little gimpy. I know he always gets in the end zone, but he hasn't gotten in the end zone the last two weeks when he's been gimpy, and he's only he hasn't even topped 50 yards in the last two weeks. He's still hurt. I think I'm just going to leave Cucks. I it's tough. It's tough benching any of these guys, but I'm going to bench Hearns. All right, we need two. They don't tell me if it's standard or PPR. Hill, Gurley. West or Lamar Miller? We need two of those. Hmm. I tell you what, with this matchup, and, I, and you know, I, I please, you know, please say that if it's PPR standard because it really matters when you're talking about guys like Chikandrick West, right? But I, I think I'm going West. I like the matchup, and I can't bench Lamar Miller. Okay, so you're benching West. No. No, we oh, he, we need oh, two. We need one? two. Pardon oh, me? Geez. We're starting two. So he's starting Lamar Miller and West, sitting Hill and Gurley. Okay. If it's if it's PPR, I think I'm going Miller and West. If it's not PPR, I think I'm going Miller and Hill. All right, I'll, I'll go along with that. I, I do like that. I mean, because they don't say exactly what it is. And you're right, with, with the standard, Hill is probably more dangerous. And uh, But I got to go Miller and West and PPR. It's Miller and West for me either way. Jeremy Hill, he's going to be touchdown dependent this week. For whatever reason, I can't explain it because they're a terrible run defense. Fantasy running backs just don't perform against the Steelers. I, I can't trust Gurley here. So I think either way for me, it's Miller or West. So we can go that way. Uh, let's do one more. Well, actually, we got two quarterback questions. They should be a little quicker. We'll get out of here on this because these are both tough for me, Rick. First one, Big Ben or my boy, Blake Bortles? Ben. I'm not benching Ben or Roethlisberger. Yeah, I'm with Briggs. I can't bench Ben. Yeah, uh, I want to go. You know, I'm going to do it. I'm going out on the island. Blake Bortles. You go right ahead. Ben Roethlisberger loves to throw multiple interceptions against his Cincinnati defense. It sounds stupid, but Bortles with that matchup against Indy, 
I've, I've gone with it before. Bortles is a lock for 300 and a couple of touchdowns. Ben may be as well. But I just I got a feeling about this game when these two game teams get together. Scott, and, you can feel a little better just because you're up there guzzling scotch. He's down here shooting up heroin. I think I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> and actually, we we actually had the Breeze Fitzpatrick question. Weird had that one. I wonder if he's the one who e- emailed it in. So we had a we had a tight end question. Austin Safarian Jenkins with his matchup or Tyler Eifert. We'll make this the last one. Oh. I tell you what, I love the Jenkins matchup, but yeah, I tell you what, the chemistry that Eifert has developed with Dalton, you know, look, I think they're going to score some points against Pittsburgh and, uh, you know, they get down in the red zone. Pittsburgh has a hard time covering big targets in the end zone. I'm going Eifert. Pittsburgh has a hard time covering big targets, little targets, gnomes, giants, anything. They have a hard time covering me and Scott Fish and Rick Flieger. Oh, Rick Flieger with his ACL injury is still still a, a still a formidable start against Pittsburgh. See, we went overtime, but we almost went an entire show without a mention of my ACL. We were so close. Oh, sorry about that. I am also going Eifert. I can't fit Eifert. I do really love ESJ this week, so I'm I feel bad that this guy has that decision, but I'm going Eifert. Yeah, I think it's Eifert. He is a, just a lockdown guarantee for a touchdown. My only concern with Safarian Jenkins, I talked about it with Jersey at the top of the show while you were finishing up your uh, tie bow or whatever you were doing downstairs there, Rick. <laughs> Problem with him, he's the fourth option. He was the first option when he was tearing up the league for a week and a half with Jameis Winston. You got Mike Evans, you got Vincent Jackson, you got the Duggernaut. Sims is going to see some catches on third down. Right. So I think he's just going to be a little too far down the depth chart. And I know Tyler Eifert's getting in the end zone. Well, that is it overtime here in week one of the playoffs because that's what the asylum does. Mr. Fish, we appreciate it. Tell everyone where you're at, and then uh, you can go sleep this one off and hopefully be awake for the afternoon session. Thank you, guys. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ScottFish24. I want to put a thank you out there to everyone that helped me raise money for Toys for Tots. Uh, we raised about $1,575 now. Uh, you can check my timeline. I'm tweeting out the pictures of all the toys I was able to buy this weekend for Tots. And also, my uh, photographer friend just emailed me a picture of Rick Briggs doing Tymo. So, you <laughs> looking for that. So that guy is everywhere. I like that. You know, and the thing, the funny thing is, is I did Tybo for years. It's such an ugly picture in my head. Actually, it's not mean. You know, I mean, you see what I look like now. I mean, after I've lost what thirty pounds. Yeah. Okay. But I was at this weight, but actually had muscles and tone back then. Now you you look like a chicken cutlet. Yeah, but it's better than Jab of the Hut. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So. I'll give you that. Well, Scott, if that <laughs> photographer could bench press forty pounds, <laughs> if that uh, photographer can get that picture over to us, Rick, it will be or Scott, it will be prominently on the website. We can guarantee him that and pay whatever requisite royalties I need to do <laughs> to get that one up there. So, Scott, we appreciate well, it. Good luck this week in all your leagues. I've enjoyed the Toys for Tots League, so I'm glad that worked out. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. See you, Scott. All right. I right. got to get that for talk. I got to have to get it. <laughs> You're fine. Where's this guy hiding? Yeah. You got these security cameras. Maybe that's the ghost. We don't have a ghost. It's Scott's photographer that I'm uh, telling is you. making shadows in the camera and making I'm all the noise. I'm telling you, Frank. Here. 
Oh, you th- yeah. It's Frank, Frank was bitter. He got was bitter. Be. I'm surprised he didn't just beat you down, though, that he he's going to these lengths. Because Frank was a, he was a tough dude. Yeah, I know, but Frank Frank has scruples. You know, I'm just this old yeah. old man. He didn't yeah. want to whip me all yeah, over the place. Yeah, it'll be too easy for him. Yeah. All right, well, thanks so much for joining us. Good luck this week, week one of the playoffs. Hope we helped you out. Enough consensus, consensi, whatever it is. Right up till kickoff at Asylum Football, asylumfootball at gmail.com. We will answer those last-minute questions for you. Good luck, because if you don't win, we know you ain't going to be listening next week, so we're rooting for all of you. All right. Good luck this week. Until Wednesday on the Fantasy Sports Network, we'll see you. Yeah, and, and stay tuned as we keep uh, informing you of where we're be coming from That's in right. January. So all stick us. with us the and vision, take care. Yeah, the vision is sports, entertainment, lifestyle. We're going to have some fun, plenty of fantasy football in there. We'll still be on the Fantasy Sports Network. More details to come. So let's do it again. Good luck this week. We'll right. see you. Take care.